but for guys, you know, it gets to the point where sometimes they never get that ball back. They never let Iron John out of the cage, and they just they stop caring. They get out of shape. They stiffen up. They get slow. You know, they thought once in their 30s, hey, I should start jujitsu. The thought comes back to them early 40s. They turn 50, and they're like, no, I'm too old now. You know, they think in their late 20s, like, I should start a business. By the time I'm 40, I could be a millionaire. And then they stick with their 9 to 5, and then their 30s come, and they're like, oh, if I only stick with this for 15 more years, I'll get a pension. And then I turn 40, and they say, oh, five years from now, I'll be on easy street. I'll have my pension. I'll be good to go. And then retirement comes, and there's no chance of getting that golden ball back. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rising Father podcast. I'm Chris Rodak, and this is a solo episode. It's been a while. I apologize. I apologize a lot, but I don't have to be perfect. You don't have to. Be, you don't have to be perfect. You can slip up your words. You can not know what's going to happen. You can fail, and you can keep on trying anyway. That's one of the things that keeps so many people stuck in place: is the fear of failure. It's the fear of not being perfect. And a huge realization is, if you can handle failure, you can go after anything. Like if you're the kind of guy who can fail and come back and succeed, or even not even succeed, if you can just figure out how to survive, then failing isn't that scary anymore. As I take a drink of water. That's the thing, like when you're when you're af- when you're afraid of failing, when you're afraid of not being perfect, you have this vision of what things are gonna be like in the future. And you think, uh oh, well if that doesn't happen, what am I gonna do? If I can't get exactly what I want, will I be able to handle it? Will I be able to come out on top? And then that constant obsession with what may or may not happen keeps you stuck in place. And if you can develop this confidence in yourself that, hey, even if things don't work out exactly as I want them to, I'm still going to be okay. I'm still going to rely on myself. I can still rely on myself. I'm a badass. I work hard. I'm disciplined. I have proven to myself every day that I'm disciplined, that I won't give up, and that no matter what happens, I'm going to keep on pushing. If you have that belief in yourself, then you can go after things, and you can take risks, and you can keep on progressing and growing in your life. But you have to prove that to yourself. It doesn't just happen magically. You can do positive affirmations, and I do. You know, that helps. But positive affirmations have to be in conjunction with action. You have to tell yourself you're a badass and then do badass things. You can't say, I'm a savage, wake up warrior, and then sleep in till 7 a.m. every day. You have to say, I'm a badass who gets up before the crack of dawn and gets shit done before my family wakes up, and then get up before the crack of dawn and get shit done before your family wakes up. You have to actually do that. You can't just say it. So you say it, you do it, and then you build this constant belief in yourself that you can do the things you say you do. And then you will fail many times along the way. You'll have many obstacles. You'll have many hiccups that happen. And it's okay. Failure's okay. Not being perfect's okay. And guys, I don't have this figured out either. I'm no guru. 
I'm just trying every day to get better and trying every day to be more authentic and to not worry about being perfect, including the way I do podcasts. So I've realized that in my past, things that have held me back have been kind of a fear of what will happen if this doesn't work out. And you create this kind of nightmare movie in your head about, I want to do this thing. If it doesn't work out, all this cascading, horrible things will happen. And you're just like the the creator of a movie that you've made to terrify yourself. You know, it's something that hasn't happened. It's fantasy, it's fiction, and it will never happen. But your brain, your subconscious does it to you to keep you stuck in place. Because it wants to just be easy. Like your subconscious brain isn't this, you can train it to be, but it's not this motivated Tony Robbins type of character who's having you go after stuff. Like, that's what your conscious brain is doing. That's whenever you read David Goggins and you're, in, you're working out in the morning, getting yourself all fired up and you're writing in your journal and you're meditating, like that's conscious decisions you're making. But your subconscious brain and your body, your just natural state wants to keep it easy. It wants to be complacent. It wants to take the easy road, like skis going down lines on a hill. It wants to just stay still. So you have to knock yourself out of that state. You have to hit yourself with a sledgehammer and say, no, I want more in life. I'm going to go for more in life. And every day is a battle. Every single day is a battle. You can't take a day off in terms of pushing yourself. It's so easy. Like I got guys um, in my community who, you know, are in great shape. They already have a lot of stuff figured out. And they're kind of like every day, they're like, why should I push myself? Why should I get up early? Why should I follow my macros? Why should I follow this plan? I'm good enough. And they have this pleasant feeling for a little bit. And then that little bit turns into a day, turns into a week, turns into a month. And then sooner or later, they realize they feel like shit. And they wonder why. And it's because they haven't been pushing themselves. It's because they've been stuck in complacency and a non-growth phase for a long time. And as men, we have to be on fire and pushing ourselves and testing ourselves. Many times that is through a physical thing. Physical thing. Like this morning I woke up like many men do and I was not motivated. Sometimes I'm not motivated, guys. I wasn't motivated this morning, but I went to jujitsu with my son. We have an 8 a.m. Sunday class. And it was me, my son, who's nine, and two black belts. And we rolled for two hours. The guy who was in charge, he was like in a mood. And maybe he was pissed that more people didn't show up. And he was like, I want to get a lot of rolls in today. So we did a warm-up, we did technique, and then we rolled for a long time. We just rotated three-minute rounds nonstop for a long time. And I was soaking with sweat when I was done, just completely soaking wet with sweat. But I felt so clear-headed and great after it was over. I was like, I was so happy I showed up, partly because it would have just been the other two black belts and I would have felt bad for them. But my son got one-on-one attention. I got one-on-one attention. And we just beat the hell out of each other for two straight hours. And I think I lost like two pounds. I weighed myself. I was like two pounds lighter, felt great, and had more purpose. I did. I had more fulfillment in myself. 
I was more clear-headed. My perspective was better. We went, we came home, we ate something quick, showered, went to church after that. I felt great at church. Um, when I was talking to my wife, I felt great. Like we did, we recorded a podcast after that. I'm recording this podcast now. Interacted and engaged with the awesome guys in my group. Everyone's motivated, happy, having a great time. I mean, today is just a great day. And I think it started because I just beat the hell out of myself first thing. It was not easy. Like the guy, I have, you know, I went from over the past year, 240 probably, if I'm honest. I just stopped weighing myself after 230. 240 to like 177. And if you saw my before and after pictures, um, got pretty shredded, not going to brag, not going to lie, no big deal, you know. And then I'm trying, I am bulking back up. I have a strict kind of lean bulk program where I'm putting on muscle mass while not gaining fat. But I'm still only, it's a slow process. To put on muscle mass is a slow process. And I'm at about 184 right now. Not as shredded as I was because it's not going to happen, but um, probably like 184. And the guys, the guy, the black belt who I'm rolling with is like 220. Also very little fat on him, but he's just all muscle. So he's got like almost 40 pounds of muscle mass on me. Just, I mean, you just grab him, you just, your hand's like this, just feeling muscle. And he just beat the hell out of me. Like we're, he's a, he used to be a D1 wrestler. He's a, he was in MMA and he teaches a takedown class and he beats the hell out of you, man, but in a good way. No, he's not mean, but he teaches you lessons. He won't let you take advantage of him. He won't let you get anything on him. And I, I enjoy that. I'm glad that he does that. But yeah, he punishes you if you try to do anything and he won't let you win. And it's just nonstop brutality and sweating and getting hurt. <laughs> Sometimes you get hurt. But it's great. It's amazing. You know, my son got a bloody nose the other day in the middle of jujitsu in the middle see not being perfect. In the middle of jujitsu class. And he had blood running down his face. It was kind of a badass moment. But, you know, he's a nine-year-old boy, my son, rolling with a kid, just blood pouring down his face. He's not crying. He's just looking at me, kind of happy. He told me to take his picture. Um, my, my, my phone was dead, so I couldn't. But otherwise, I would have shared it. But it was just a really cool moment. And he just, we wiped it off, waited like two minutes, and went back and started rolling. So, like, not the greatest, you know, a lot of parents would be freaked out by that. But it was amazing. Tough kid. He didn't have a great... Uh, moment right there, but got through it, powered through it, and he loved it. So he really battled back from getting the, the shit beat out of him for a second, but he enjoyed it in the end. And that's what jujitsu and all this hard stuff does for us. We beat ourselves down, but we feel great about it. And a lot of us need that. A lot of us need to find that fire back in our lives because it's been gone you know, and I and I am on a mission to not let that happen to my son. I know it may happen at some day, but man, I want my I want my son and my daughter to feel that fire. And I'm focusing on my son more now, just because he's he's nine. He's going to be in middle school in a couple years, and I was a middle school band teacher until a month ago. And I know what happens to middle school kids is some of them turn really complacent, and a lot of that has to do with taking on the personalities and characteristics of their parents. But some of them just turn complacent because of the nature of middle school and the nature of getting older and not being challenged and having iPads, switches, and cell phones and computers and tablets and not being able to, like, go on a hunting trip with their dad. You know, instead of 
instead of their dad and a group of men taking them out on trips and initiating them, they're playing Minecraft or watching an adult male in his mom's basement play Minecraft on YouTube. Kind of different, you know? And I don't want that to happen to my son. Like I'm, I'm researching tribal initiations right now. I'm researching what other cultures did for initiations because I want these things to happen to my son. Like I want my son to look back on his time with me and it to be just magical, for it to be sacred. Like pivotal moments in his life that define who he is as an adult. To say, God, I remember doing that with my dad. That was epic. That defines who I am as a man right now. Like that, that, in, that initiation, ceremony, whatever it's going to be that we did together, that trip, that hunting trip, whatever it is, was so pivotal in my life that I want to do that with my son. I can feel it in my bones. That's what I want to have with him. And I'm going to make it happen. I've always felt that way. And it's, it's my mission to have that kind of relationship with my kids. I'm not passive about this father thing, guys. I'm not, um, I don't let anything slip by. I'm trying to grow a business and I'm trying to grow in many areas of my life, but nothing is more important than the relationship with my kids. Nothing. Like, it doesn't matter. I will, I will take a hit in everything to make sure that I'm still there as my kids need me. That's the honest truth. And one of the reasons why I get up so early is so that I can build myself and do the things I want to do and be there for them. So I get up at 345, which is nothing compared to some guys in my group. Some guys, like I got two guys in my group, they get up at 3 a.m. or earlier every single day. Make me feel like a lazy ass. But for the time, for my schedule, getting up at 345 is what works for me. So I get up at 345, I'm at the gym by like 405 to 415. I get a really challenging workout in. I go home and I build myself for another two hours, work on my business before my kids wake up. And I can get all that done and then be a kick-ass father. That's why I get up early. If I sleep in and have to work out during the day, then I miss out on that father time. And I'm willing to get less sleep to make that happen. It's the most important time of my life. I'm willing to get less sleep. I'm willing to suffer. I'm willing to take those hits so that I can be an amazing father right now. I don't care. Like, I have people messaging me saying, oh, you're, you shouldn't be advertising getting a little bit of sleep. That's not healthy for you. I feel amazing. I feel amazing. I'm getting six or less hours of sleep a day. It's way, way less than I used to get, but I feel way better. I have more energy. Ask my wife. Like, I'm more at peace. I'm more zen. I, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm doing better in every area of my life than ever, I've ever done. But yet I'm getting less sleep. How is that possible? Because something else is changing in me, not just my sleep, not just my body. My spirit is changing. Through that, through this process, my discipline has changed. My emotional control has changed. Every part of my life has changed over the last couple of years. I tell you, man, the, the, this middle part of my 30s has been wild. The middle part of my 30s has been the biggest period of growth 
in my life, and I'm 36 right now. Biggest period of my growth. And it hasn't, it hasn't been a straight line. That's the other thing, guys. I've failed massively. I talk on, we just recorded the Rising Marriage podcast, and I talked to my wife about me quitting my teaching job and the decision to do that, to go all in on Rising Father and my what I feel is my purpose in life, which is no longer teaching middle school band students and swapping out their reads and getting um, dirty looks from sixth graders. <laughs> it is helping men get in the best shape of their life, rekindling their fire, and helping them master their roles as a father, mastering their roles as a husband. And those things are happening. Like I have guys in my group who have paid me large commitments, large investments, and are telling me that joining my group was the best decision of their life. That they And they thank God that they have met me and that they're part of my program and they don't know what they would do if they didn't do it. Fully grown men, you know, very successful businessmen, and they're telling me these things. And I'm like, that that fills me with purpose. That's when I'm like, all right, I'm on the right track here. I'm, I need to keep on pushing. I need to keep on reaching more people. I need to keep on doing what I'm doing. Like, this is what I need to do. And I've been building that and building that. It's a very different feeling than, um, you know, walking. <laughs> I don't want to get into too much detail, but very different feeling than some of the things I, I had to do on a daily basis at my old job. And it's now I can actually provide for my family in a way that I couldn't before. You know, I'm making far much more money, far more money than I was a couple months ago or last year. And I'm impacting people at a much, much greater level and helping people at a much greater level, making a far more impact than I ever have. And like, that's the thing. Whenever you, whenever you go all in on what you're supposed to do, success just starts to come. It's a mutually beneficial relationship. Like I have guys in my group who started, who joined me at the very beginning and could like barely make whatever investment it was, but they believed in me. They believed in my ability to help them and they joined. And then I've taught them to build their own business and coaching program. And now they're killing it. And now they are, they have their own thing going and they invested in me, I invested in them, and we are together rising. I have guys who've lost 30 plus pounds. You know, I have a 53-year-old guy who started with a beer gut, now he's got bicep veins and abs, started his own brand that I'm helping him build. Um, got a guy who was on the brink of divorce, and now he's at the best relationship with, with his wife he's ever had. They're having sex like almost every single night, which I don't even see how that's possible. But... Man, these things fill me with purpose. These things make me, give me energy. Like these things give me energy and fill me with fire. That's why I have energy. I don't only get energy from food and sleep. I get energy from the things I do during the day. Like if I do things during the day that fire me up and make me excited for the future, then I get excited. When I get excited, I get energy. When I get energy, I can then give that to people. And that's what I want to do. I want to give energy to people and breathe life into people, not just take life. Like as a father, as a man, I want to have that within me and be able to give that to people. And sometimes 
going back to what we were saying, that can leave you as a child. Like as a young boy, that can leave you. Reading this book called Iron John. And before that, I was reading a book called No More Mr. Nice Guy, which led me to the book Iron John. And the book Iron John is about an old folktale. I believe it's really old. I don't, I could be wrong about this, but I think it's like thousands of years old. Um, they said pre-Jesus times. And a quick summary of this story is there's like a kingdom, uh, like a castle in the forest, and the forest is really dangerous. And there's this wild man who lives in the forest. So no one goes into the forest because when they do, this wild man like kills them or they think he does. No one, In this kingdom, no one goes into the forest. This is a bad summary, but read the book or just Google the, the folktale. And this uh, warrior knight type of person comes to the king and says, I want something adventurous to do. Give me something, something dangerous to do. The king says something along the lines of, you can do anything, but just don't go into the forest because if you do, you'll never, people don't come back. And this guy says, well, that sounds like exactly like I, what I want to do. So he goes into the forest and he goes to this pond and he's with his dog, I believe. And this hand comes up and pulls his dog down to the bottom and his dog dies. So the man goes back to the kingdom, grabs a guy, they get buckets and they bucket out all the water and they find this large, dangerous, hairy man sitting at the bottom. They call him Iron John. And they take him back to the kingdom and lock him up. And then either the guy, so this part's a little hazy because I just started reading a couple of days ago, but either the guy or a boy keeps coming up. Oh yeah, sorry, this is the part. There's a boy who has um, like a golden ball that he's playing with. And he's playing with it and it goes back and it goes into Iron John's cage. And then he asks Iron John, can I have my ball back? And the boy in Iron John says, no, only if you let me out. And the boy's too scared and he runs away. And then like every 10 years, the boy keeps coming back. He's five, then he's 15, then he's 25, then he's 35. And the, goal, it keeps on, and the guy keeps on saying the same thing. No, only if you let me out. So there's a lot more, there's a lot of details I'm leaving out. But the overall message is the Iron John, this wild man, is what we all have within us as men. It's this wild, hairy man that a lot of people are afraid of. Sometimes we're even afraid of him. We don't want to let him out of the cage. And then he's suppressed at school. He's suppressed um, through media, through TV, through what we see everywhere in messaging and Every man wants to let him out of the cage to truly live. And then the golden ball is that youthful fire. It's kind of like Iron John that we had as a young child, but then dies as we go to middle school, dies as we go to high school. And the older and older we get, we want it back so bad. We want that golden ball. We want that, that light in our eyes to come back. And the only way we can do that is to let Iron John out, is to let that wild man out of the cage. And... As the boy gets older and older, it's kind of like the giving tree. You know, the boy gets older, he comes back, and he's 35, and he says, can I have my ball back? The guy's like, no, you have to let me out. And then the boy gets more desperate and desperate because he sees time slipping. He sees his life slipping. He sees the magic of his life he once had leaving him behind, and he wants it back so badly. And then it gets to a point, and that's where I'm at in the story now, um, 
But for guys, you know, it gets to the point where sometimes they never get that ball back. They never let Iron John out of the cage. And they just, they stop caring. They get out of shape. They stiffen up. They get slow. You know, they thought once in their 30s, hey, I should start jujitsu. The thought comes back to them early 40s. They turn 50 and they're like, no, I'm too old now. You know, they think in their late 20s, like, I should start a business. By the time I'm 40, I could be a millionaire. And then they stick with their 9 to 5. And then their 30s come. And they're like, oh, if I only stick with this for 15 more years, I'll get a pension. And then I turn 40 and they say, oh, five years from now, I'll be on easy street. I'll have my pension. I'll be good to go. And then retirement comes. And there's no chance of getting that golden ball back. There's not a chance in hell they're going to let Iron John out of the cage. They've lost the fire. It's gone. And that terrifies me. It keeps me moving. It keeps me pushing. And I'm not going to let that happen to my kids. I'm not going to let it happen to me. It's one of the reasons why I quit my job. I don't want to be safe. I have so much more growing to do. And it doesn't involve um, where I was. Like physically, as a speaker, as a thinker, as a writer, like I will be publishing books. I will be speaking at men's events. I'm leading a men's movement that is growing. Um, I have yet to be in the best shape of my life. I will be a black belt. Like many things in my life will be happening. And that fire is going to fuel it. And I can't let it die down. Well, I don't know where we started this podcast, but that's where we ended up. So like I told you, nothing's, nothing uh, has to be perfect. Nothing's going to be perfect. Um, but nice to see everyone again on this uh, reunion of the solo podcast. And I'm going to, like I said before, my goal is to get one of these out once a week and then have an interview out once a week. And I've got a guy lined up for a good interview podcast here. So thank you, everyone. Thanks for being part of the community. If you want to reach out to me about our men's program, Rising Fathers Brotherhood, you can DM me on Instagram. That's the best way. I don't check my email very often. So send me a DM on Instagram if you want to learn about that. If you're not following Rising Father, follow us. Subscribe to this podcast, also the Rising Marriage podcast. Um, if you need help with marriage, reach out to us on Rising Marriage on Instagram also. See you guys.